Welcome, everybody, to Hearers of the Word, a podcast offered by Kieran O'Mahony. This is a reflection on Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 4 and 8 to 11. South of Jerusalem, in the desert town of Avdat, there is a very early Christian church, and beside it, a room set aside for baptism. Already, the baptistry is distinctive. The pool of water is cross-shaped, and in later versions found elsewhere, there are steps down into the cross-shaped pool and steps back up. Such an early evolution is interesting in itself, and in symbolic fashion, it is inspired by today's second reading from Romans about baptism. In the Apostle's own words, When we were baptized in Christ, we were baptized in his death. In other words, when we were baptized, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might live a new life. So what does it really mean to us, to you and to me, to be baptized? Here, St. Paul can help us, both in setting aside a distorted understanding from our recent past and imagining a richer approach with practical consequences. In our recent past, much of our understanding of faith was dominated by a rather dark view of humanity, original sin, and the risk of eternal damnation. For example, in that frame, an unbaptized baby who died would be buried in unconsecrated ground, giving rise to immense pain and hardship for parents. Baptism was seen chiefly as cleansing from original sin. And even today in the baptism rites, there is a prayer of exorcism, to my mind ridiculous and harmful. Are there other ways of thinking about baptism? It may come as a surprise but the earliest writings on baptism come from St. Paul. It may also come as a surprise that he is the first person, at least in our Western culture, to speak of the radical equality of all humanity. In his day, the classical philosophers of Greece and Rome accepted inequality as natural. By contrast, Paul has been identified as the first voice in antiquity to affirm the radical and universal equality of all. In his own words, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, Galatians 3.28. Where did St. Paul get this idea from? Not from observation, because from observation it is evidently not the case. Nor from philosophy, at least not directly, because the likes of Plato and Aristotle did not affirm the equal dignity of all. On the contrary, Paul comes to this realisation through his faith in Jesus, and the full quotation from Galatians reads as follows. As many of you as were baptised into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This affirmation 
recurs in Paul's writings. It is remarkable because he is setting aside culturally constructed differences between nationalities, socially constructed distinctions based on income and status, and even evidently natural distinctions between male and female. All are one in Christ, one in need before God, and one in grace in Christ. This is both a gift and a task, a grace and a vocation. In our own reading from Romans, Paul affirms that baptism makes us participants, sharers in Jesus' death and resurrection. This is a rather mystical understanding of baptism, but it comes out fairly clearly in today's reading. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism in, into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of a father, so we too might walk in newness of life. It would remind you of the baptistry at Avdat. If I were to summarise in three words, baptism means communion, radical communion, setting aside distinctions and differences. And baptism means participation, not only in Jesus' death and resurrection, but in the life of the community of faith. And finally, baptism means mission. It is both grace and vocation, gift and task. In that vision, baptism is not a fact from our past, but we are being in the present. Those three words, communion, participation and mission, might ring a bell. These words are the slogan which energises the synodal pathway initiated by Pope Francis. This vast consultation of every parish in the Catholic world is moving forward to a two-part gathering in Rome, the first this October and then in October 2024. A novelty of that gathering will be the presence of some 70 lay participants, both men and women, with voting rights. And just recently, a position paper was published to guide all who take part in the Synod. It is available on synod.ie, and it is a remarkably enlightened approach, filled with prayer and the Holy Spirit. The basis for this radical initiative of Pope Francis can be traced to the Second Vatican Council and its understanding of the Church as the people of God. And the vision of the Second Vatican Council can be traced to St. Paul, to his teaching about baptism and our radical equality in Christ. To repeat his words, As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ. The exciting unfolding of the synodal pathway with all its potential for our future is nothing other than the unfolding, the evolution and development of what it means to be baptised. Thank you very much, everybody.